We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Skinner off the wall. Sends it across. Thompson scores! That's what he's been waiting for. Tage Thompson gets back on the score sheet with a goal here to give Buffalo the 2-1 lead. Dan Dunleavy on the call. The first moments of the game. Brought to you by Firth for the moments in life. Go forth to Firth. Boy, those standings look a lot different. Tage scored again. That's good news. Like, man. Yeah, finally on that. I thought they were so made. 3-1 Three to one going to the third. Thompson scores. They were out shooting them like twenty five to ten. Yeah, they were just. They looked like themselves. They were back. Yeah. And I don't know. Something about getting that Thompson goal for me made it feel okay. It's a regular Sabers game where he scores, they win, and they play well on the road. And instead, they fall in overtime, so they get a point. The standings in the last week or so have uh, well drifted quite a bit in the in the playoff race. They're now five points behind Pittsburgh. And they don't have any games in hand. Right. They have two on the Islanders. They play the Islanders tomorrow night. They're five back of the Islanders. But to make the playoffs, they will have to, if they're going to make it, jump three teams. And that's not that big a number. Yeah. But a week ago, Joe, they had games in hand, and they've made up very little ground. And with losses to Philadelphia and Chicago, that's the really rough part of it. Yeah. The team, right, it's the losses, Philly and Chicago. You can't one of a possible four it's, against Philly and Chicago. It's really bad. That is horrible. I mean, it's embarrassing. Like to get one of a, if if you're going to be in a playoff race, you got to get more points than that. And now it's getting to a point where they're five back, and you could even look at Washington for this. Washington, they do have four games in hand. That's nine points. So you got to again play the game of oh, if I win all four, then I'm one point back. But Washington by points percentage is actually an eighth. Now we're getting to a point where the season's getting frustrating because you look back, eight-game losing streak, O of a possible 16, five losses in the last six, and three of a possible 12, and you're five points out. They could so easily be in a spot right now. Yeah. They could so easily be in a spot. And that's good, though, right? Isn't it good to finally be, okay, now we're not just happy that Thompson is scoring and happy that some of the rookies look good and okay that they're even hanging around in the standings. I'm now getting to a point where it's getting 
annoying and frustrating when they're not winning these games that they should. It's well, it's the thing about games in hand and thinking they can make up the ground is if you're not playing well, you don't think you can make up the ground anymore. Right. It's not even just about losing the games in hand. It's it's a little bit like I got a tweet about this from the Bills. You know, I don't think the Bills are going to win if they play they did it the way they did against the Bengals. Was the tweet I got. And when you start Dolphins. To, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. They won't be the the Bengals if they play like they did against the Dolphins that came in from I'll give credit words to um from Darth Malstrom. There you go. From Ricky. Twitter. What, what are we supposed to read? Darth Malstrom. Are we supposed to are we supposed <laughs> to read your handle? Are we supposed to read your name? No, I, which, go, which, I go with Darth Malstrom. Darth Malstrom. Darth okay. Malstrom. Darth says. Darth. More people named Darth. We need a little bit of that. <laughs> um, they need to be at their best and not play down to them about the Bengals. Hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, to the Sabres, real quickly. It's It feels like the moment we were ready to say, hand down, playoff race. <laughs> you <laughs> said it. I did. I think they, and then they've they, lost five of six since y- you said it. I think so. That was right before the Philly game, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I was expecting them to beat the Flyers, who wow. are ba- who are bad, and instead they got run over by the Flyers and have been struggling since. Does that qualify as a jinx? I mean, I don't know if you know this. They're, they are in a race, they're, right? We're They're still the, in the race. We're in the bit of a, a midst of a 10-year jinx if it's a jinx, <laughs> and it's been a long time. Yeah. I, they are, I would still consider them to be in the race. They're five back of Pittsburgh. They're nine back of a team that they have four games in hand, so don't throw that out yet. And the teams above them, I mean, I don't think the Islanders are all that good. Pittsburgh, is, their goalie, Tristan Jari, is maybe going to be out for a while. So they're on fumes. They've won three of ten. So they could fall out. The, the team, honestly, that I look at ahead of them and think they're just not better than that team is Florida. But Florida, the math is a little bit better. So I think they'll be in the race. It's just, I mean, 9%. Money puck has the, the site that once had them at fifty two percent to make the playoffs. It's down, down. it's down to nine percent. Not great. No. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Okay, to the Bills and Bengals. I have a Twitter poll up about this. Do you think the Bills will beat the Bengals on Sunday? And I put up three options. And option three I put for a very important reason because that's what I'm going to vote for. Mm-hmm. You can vote for yes, no, or I have absolutely no clue. And I voted for absolutely no clue. Do you think they'll win? I can't even get myself to yes. And I don't want to get myself to no. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much at, I have no idea. It's this thing where we wonder which version of the Bills is going to show up. We haven't seen the really dominant Bills Mm -hmm. all the time. But we're always watching the pretty good Bills. The Bengals are similar, aren't they? Don't the Bengals have a bunch of unimpressive wins where we'd say, man, you can't play like that. Their last game against Baltimore... They should have same thing. They should have lost. They should have lost they prob- that game. You could say they should have lost more with the Bengals on Wild Card Weekend than you can with the Bills. I can saw, you? I saw Jeff Schwartz point that out that the Bills, all the things that went against them—a defensive touchdown, losing the turnover battle, and still winning—while Cincinnati had all those things right. go for them. Yeah, they got those breaks and still played a close game. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I want to believe that this pass defense like if, if I lean back on a couple things that I believe about this Bills team very firmly it's one their pass defense is better than most now without Von Miller that's a different story you may have seen yesterday some stats going around online of mm-hmm. the Bills pass rush since Von Miller has left and it is a significant drop off Andrew Russell pointing out when Von was out there the Bills were fourth in the NFL in pressure rate when rushing four yeah fourth 
since his injury, they are 27th. Yeah. That is significant. And I'll point out, like, I've been talking, I've been talking myself a little bit into they will win this game on Sunday. Part of that for me was Bengals are right back to where they were last year with their offensive line, where they cannot protect Burrow. And they've got backups in there. They, they might even be in a lesser position right now than they are last year just because they're rotating guys in and out. At least the guys last year had played together the whole year. The Bengals are playing backup linemen, and you might think, oh, great, pressure on Burrow, Rousseau's going to get after it, but they just kind of had that, didn't they? Like mm-hmm. Miami was starting a practice squatter at right tackle. Taron Armstead is being held together with chicken wire at left tackle. And did they get any pressure with four? It felt like a lot of times Skylar Thompson was standing back there, and I'm yelling, where is the pass rush? Yeah. I mean, they got to him, but it was Milano. Like, it's Milano on a blitz. He had two sacks in that game. It's Edmonds on a blitz forcing him out. So if you didn't do that last week against a banged-up Miami offensive line, can I trust that even against a very depleted Bengals offensive line that they're going to be able to get home? I'm starting to want I'm starting to get to a point where my number one worry for this team all year has been receiver. All year. Receiver behind Stephon Diggs. I at least know Gabe Davis could give me a game. Mm-hmm. He's done it several times. Colts, Chiefs, of course. He did it on Sunday. He gave you a game. Do we know anyone in that pass rush can give them a game? Like can Rousseau just have a yeah. ha- have a night? Yeah, can he be the star of a game? Can Epinesa be that? Can, can Basham be that? Can Ed Oliver do that from the middle? I don't think I've seen that from any one of them once, where that's just beginning to end, they're a hellraiser for the entire game. And different position, but Gabe Davis has done that several times. Mm-hmm. I nope. think pass rush might be my biggest worry with them right now. One thing I wonder about this matchup with Cincinnati is, in years past, you know, I don't want to have too much of a conversation of what will the offseason look like if they don't win, but I wonder how much they would react to it. Of course, how the game happens might factor in. But two years in a row losing to Kansas City, mm-hmm. they have decided two years in a row, got to get better at pass rush. They draft Rousseau and Basham, right? And Epinesa. And Epinesa, that. yeah, before yeah. that. And then they sign Vaughn. And the idea is they're going to beat Kansas City by being better rushing the passer. And they got a lot better at it, and they beat Kansas City. Yep. And Vaughn, you know, you use the phrase Hellraiser. He's, he's been one of those every time he's on the field. Yep. If they lose to Cincinnati against a banged-up offensive line, or what? do you think the takeaway will be we have to rush the passer more? Because Right, that's what I, w- I wondered yesterday right. on Twitter when I saw that stat of, my, my God, they're going to draft another first-round pass rusher. And they might have other holes. <laughs> like the, the reason they didn't go defensive end or pass rusher in the draft this year is because they have a hole at secondary and they take Kyer Elam. Yeah. One of the things I wonder about with this, this matchup against the Bengals Cincinnati just has so many weapons that are of such high caliber that I wonder if they get beat, and if it's because T. Higgins goes for 130 and two touchdowns. Like you said, Gabe Davis has had those games. Yeah. But I wonder if they don't look at why they lost to Cincinnati and think it's because, not because we can't match up, but because we can't keep up with a team like that. that they've not really they've, reacted that they, way, though. That's right. They've yeah. never reacted like they can't keep up with the Chiefs. They've just decided to add, we more, need, add more pass rush, add right. more speed. We need to find a way to stop it yes. rather than keep up with it. Well, like, because there's the, no fight fire with fire you know, in terms of investments in their offseason. Right, and that's probably a little bit because they've already been pretty close to that in terms of their offense keeping sure. up. Sure, For the most part, they've been pretty close to keeping up 
if not driving, when it comes to offensive success. This team, for three years in a row, has been very, very good offensively. It's defensible, right? Like they could, they could keep up with Cincinnati on Sunday very easily. And Cincinnati has way better wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But do we know the Bengals are going to be better offensively on Sunday than the Bills? Not necessarily. Like, on the season, a lot of their numbers are actually very much the same. So, there, it is defensible that they could think, we can fight fire with fire without having to, you know, go go crazy at the receiver position. But, I don't know. Like if I, I think how they lose, if they do, it will shape the offseason. And if it's a day where... You just can't stop Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, my takeaway is going to be it's because I need receivers like that. They've got receivers like that, and I don't. And the, the the flip end of that argument will be the same thing that's happened the last two years, which is, well, i got to stop those three guys rather than get three guys like that of my own. Chance in a car. What's up, Chance? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Calling from Alabama. Uh, glad to hear you. You guys keep me going in the morning. So uh, I appreciate your hard work and getting up early like me. Uh, I'm a night owl, so thank you. Thanks, Chance. Uh, yeah, so my point is this. How, how did how did we miss out on Isaiah Hodgins? I mean, you know, I'm not saying he was going to replace Gabe Davis or, or Diggs, right, on the outside. You don't replace those two. But how do we miss him at the very least over Kumaro? How do we miss him at the very least who McKenzie has had terrible games? I mean, he's had so, – I mean, I'll take you back to the first game of the year whenever he just had the ball ripped out of his hands uh, in the Rams game. When I mean, just missed opportunity there. I mean, it's such a huge – I mean, and, and our old OC knew it. You know, he knew it, and he brought him along. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar or anything. He may be, actually. I mean, we don't know. Nobody knows. But can we all at the very least agree that he's better than McKenzie? Can we all at the very least agree that he's better than Kumaro, who's just a special teams player? I mean, how? I mean, just even if he was just a backup. I mean, right now, can you know what two years? Let me take you back to two years ago uh, uh, when we were running four wide nonstop. I would love to have that guy out there running four wide right now because he is balling out with the Giants. And, I mean, it would be amazing to see him on the field right now. I just think you put that on the – you stretch the field so much. That's how Cincinnati's doing it right now with their three-headed monster, you know, with their three guys. I mean, it would just – you know, I may be wrong in the long run. You know, and I know you can't really trust stats because he's only played a few games. You know, you can't really go by what the stats say. But, you know, when I watched him this weekend, I mean, that guy was dangerous. Yeah. On this is on Isaiah Hodgins. I, I think it's probably for the Bills why that happened that he got away. Less about what they thought of him and more about the numbers on their roster. And that doesn't make it right. You just ran down, you know, special teams. Mm-hmm. Could they have been a little thinner at running back and not carried as many running backs? Could they be thin? Last year, they didn't carry as many tight ends as they do this year, right? Last year, they they dressed one tight end every game. Yep, and this year they've been dressing two. Quentin Morris gets gets time in there, of course. It comes down to, without saying it had to be about they didn't think he was this good because they probably did. They probably saw a plenty of flashes of what he had done, and maybe in the in Joe in the regular. They, I'm sorry, they, in, in training camp in the preseason this year, I want to say he did more than he'd ever done for them, at least for us to see. He would have had to. He was going. This was year three, and the guy had never played a snap for them, like. 
sixth-round guy that goes into a third season without playing. He had to have been flashing in practice. Like, they had to have thought he was something or else he wouldn't have been here because there was no other reason for him being on the roster at that point, right? Like, he was not thought of as this incredible, you know, prospect. It's not like a second-round guy where, you know, we're going to give him three years to get healthy and learn the offense and learn different positions because that's how Hodgins went. I, I think there's been a little bit of overreaction to Hodgins and how much he's played well with the Giants. I think there's a little bit of Robert Foster going on right there in that he is I think that's not for me to say he's not a good player because some of the catches he makes are great but I think he is the product of a large vacuum of opportunity with the Giants where I mean Richie James is (laughs) look at his numbers the last six games he's had He's had over 40 yards in six of his nine starts this year, and he's got four touchdowns. Guy was a seventh-round special teamer for the 49ers the last four years. Am I to think he's a good slot receiver in the league now just because he's had a good six weeks? No, probably not. It's probably the Giants' offense is just going to put up some numbers, and somebody's got to be there to catch the football. Well, they've got you know Barkley and Bellinger and Slayton. They've got some pieces, so it's not. I don't think it's a complete vacuum, but it's, it's your point's fine. It's well made. The thing I would say would be maybe that the when you say overreaction, I, I tend to agree. I think it's an overreaction to the specific player, but I think more people are having a reaction about the position. They've seen the Bills mm-hmm. battle this all year, yeah. the receiver position. They brought in two guys from, you know, they got back together a couple of exes off the street sure. because they needed help with the position, and Cole Beasley caught a touchdown this week. Maybe if Crowder is, isn't hurt, then, you know, the caller had said about McKenzie. Maybe McKenzie finds his way off this roster if Crowder's not hurt, but Crowder has been hurt. Uh-huh. So there are options in the slot. Shakir doesn't play. It's, it is a bit puzzling what has happened at receiver. And for me, I want to say it comes down more to roster decisions than it does the actual receivers because they they, they dressed four running backs in a game this year. Yeah. Which they, is something that is, I feel like that was very weird. Forgot there was a Duke Johnson game. There was. Yeah. So they've been looking for... It's almost like they've been looking for answers at every spot other than quarterback, and that goes to running back. Other than quarterback and tight end, when from a weapon standpoint, they're always looking for something. Although, in, let's go back to training camp. They flirted with 12 personnel and two tight ends, and O.J. Howard brought him in. It was going to be 12 personnel. Never yeah. happened. He got beat up by Quentin Morris, who, you know, Quentin Morris seems like a really nice player. I think he's pretty good. The thing, that's right. The, the, but to me, wouldn't Hodgins, I got, this is what you got to figure out. If Hodgins was here and dressing, how many targets would he be getting? Well, because if Hodgins was here in dressing, you might see him on the outside and Gabe Davis or Steph Diggs in the slot. Maybe. but like, Because that's something the Bills have done in the past. It would give them more flexibility because they'd have more options on the outside. That's right. And, and Shakir was talked about that way, and that has really not happened. His positional you know, versatility. He's just been in the, in the inside. But he's the guy I would think of for this. Shakir, I mean, he's played 28% of the snaps this year. Like, he's been out there more a quarter of the time. He's Sha- got, that's Shakir? Shakir. Wow, it feels like 5%. He's got 20 targets. Like, that's why, because he's out there, but he never gets the football. And to me, that's how I think it would probably be going with Hodgins. He'd be out there, like Shakir has to some extent, and Quentin Morris has been out there, but they're Allen's fourth or fifth look. So, yeah, would he be giving, would Hodgins be giving them more than Shakir would be right now? The answer to that probably is yes, but... I do not think he would be taking the Bills by storm. No, I think Unless there right. had been an injury to Gabe Davis and or Stephon Diggs. The other thing about this reaction, one last point on Hodgins, is 
we're fresh off a very good Gabe Davis game. So the ten, yeah. like the heat has been dialed down a bit. Right. Davis showed he made great catches. And Shakir and Beasley also made yeah. a couple plays. The receivers made plays. Yeah. I mean, Shakir let you down on a drop and Knox might have. But yeah. overall, the receivers showed out receivers other than Diggs, who was lighting it up early. So I think the whole conversation about the rest of the receiver group for this week, it's kind of quiet. Maybe by next yep. week it kicks back up. 803-0550. Chance, thank you for the phone call. You can join us. Give us a call. Vote in the Twitter poll. Do you think the Bills will beat the Bengals? I'll get to some of the results and some of the comments, which are funny, in terms of how you feel about it, because I have no earthly idea if they're going to do this or not. It's uh, it's going to be intense, though. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.